0: I'm Britt.
1: and my name is Alyssa,
0: and this is
1: Skeletales. This is a podcast where we strive to answer the age-old question of: Is my dead grandma watching me? Not today. Oh, not today. She took the day off. She it's day it off. is holiday week after all. She can't yeah, she be watching got, me every she got shit to do. Yeah, yeah. Other 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 grandchildren to haunt. Watch. <laughs> keep an eye. Yeah, on. you're
0: you're not the only one. Yeah. Gets her all the time. She can't only watch me. All right. We've got some big news.
1: Big news. Big sad news.
0: You tell it. You tell it. I'm okay. too sad.
1: I, I, we've got some sad news today because the the biggest asshole cat that has ever lived has now passed. <laughs> she has stopped living. <laughs> This is not where I thought going to say. <laughs> her, her name is Meep. Oh, my God. She's just fucking up heaven right now. She is just... Oh, she's <laughs>
0: ripping some new shit up in heaven right now. She is
1: just slashing the shit out of... Who's the guy that guards the pearly gates saint peter or no tom Yeah, uh, yeah, it Peter. it is
0: saint, peter. saint yeah. peter
1: she is just making him bleed he's, just, he's like, like so what have in. you done fine, yeah fine. yeah she's he's like so what have you done <laughs> oh, okay we should meep. we
0: should say a little backstory so meep is a cat that belongs to our dear friend mark who we've briefly mentioned before i think mark from iowa from Iowa, yeah. with a very thick Iowan accent <laughs> that Alyssa does perfectly.
1: Hey, Britt. Hey, Britt. Brit. <laughs> Brit. It is so subtle. It, like there's only certain no, words. There's a little bit it, of a twang. No, but Mark um, is a wonderful friend.
0: Mark is a wonderful friend, and really. Heart of gold for taking meep under his wing, um when really the cat should have been tossed in the dumpster. He was like, "You know what? <laughs> this cat deserves to be loved, and he did. He loved that cat. eighteen years, that cat they lived.
1: found each other, like I mean, she was hard yeah. to love. I tried to love meep, and she just just clawed the shit out of me. That cat was like, i okay. Meep is like a calico no, is she a calico? She's like no, no, she's a tortie. She's a tortie. Let's give a visual you know description. Cats more than she's like a little brownish black. Mm-hmm. And the first time I ever met Meep, I picked her up and I was petting her. I was like, look at this beautiful, beautiful uh, cat. How sweet, how sweet. And then the owner you, of meep she
0: let you pick She, she let very you pick first her time. Up?
1: Never again. One Whoa. she was just trying to assess the situation, apparently. But the roommate who, who, who brought Meep into the household walked into the room, mouth agape. Is that how you say that? Agape, looking yeah. at me like, what the fuck is happening? How is this human holding that cat? Because that doesn't happen. And I was like, okay. And then I put her down and that was the last time ever. I don't know. After that, I never had, uh, She's she's like the caricature of like when you see a a cat in a comic and they're fighting and all you see are like oh the windstorm the yeah. windstorm and hissing yeah. and piss like spitting hissing and pissing hissing and, and pissing that is meep.
0: I, I I have been told by Mark, though, that she had a kindness for him. So maybe yes. they really were meant to be together. No, they
1: did. You don't have any stories about freaking Meep, like, just ripping you to Every shit? time
0: I got near... No, I didn't even try to go, like... <laughs> this is what would happen any time I got close to Meep.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she did do that. <laughs> And I was
0: like, fuck, no, I'm not putting my hand out for that shit. It's you never got trapped it.
1: in the bathroom with her when, like, her, her, her litter pan would be in the bathroom. And you'd be, like, we'd be drinking probably over at Mark's and going uh, to the bathroom, like, mm, I'm feeling good. Oh, Sit shit. down Meeps in the middle in of it. And then Meep's in there, like, <laughs> and are like, pants her down. And she's like, no, no, me, no, I don't. You're like are in your like, most vulnerable state. Yeah, she's just trying. She's just, oh, my God, she freaking attacks. So you guys all, you all went to India. I don't know if you remember yes. that, that you went to oh, India for like, mm-hmm. how long? Right. Two exactly. months?
0: No, we were there for a little over a month.
1: Okay. It was a long time. But my responsibility while you were in India. Was... You were
0: the, Meep's cat sitter? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I think I did know that, actually.
1: I <laughs> took care of Meep, so I had to go over there. And I remember Grant... At one point, being like, I did think about just opening the door and letting her roam because he, Grant, she was not nice to Grant. Grant was really yeah. Meep's owner, and she like he couldn't even pet her. So I remember going over there and being like, "Freaking, this poor cat! It's you know she's alone. I only come to feed her. She needs some love. I need to be able to pet this cat and like give her a little love." Oh no. oh and no. so I tried to get close to her, and you get that mm-hmm. like, okay. So I freaking went and I got oven mitts to try to pet her and I'm just like sitting there trying to like pet her with oven mitts and she's like <laughs> like just freaking shreds the oven mitts like literally shreds them the cat was like untouchable she was one of the untouchables was that?
0: how on earth was that comforting for that cat was I, like
1: <laughs> I was just I tried so hard to like give her love and like we had cats it's not like I didn't know what to do with a cat she just did not want any of it. But she, that oh. fucker, man, that anger kept her alive for 18 years.
0: 18? That's a. Yeah. 18 ripe, years. Ripe old age for a Hell cat. Oh, yeah.
1: And then Mark posted some pictures on Instagram or not, or Facebook today. You know, that's how we found out the news. And she still looked pissed off. Did you see those pictures? She's just like given yeah. the camera that she just looks. <laughs>
0: Doesn't look a day older. Yeah. She didn't oh, look yeah. like still an old cat, but she still looked ever. fucking
1: pissed off. So. <laughs> Rip Meep, Rip I'm glad um, that you found something beautiful with Mark and Lisa must have gotten right Le-
0: Yes Lisa's Mark's wife yeah. everybody who doesn't know Mark
1: <laughs> Yeah I mean she cohabitated with uh Meep as well
0: Meep must have warmed to her I imagine I imagine Um this is a perfect segue actually <gasps> Can I can I transition Du-du-du-du. Du-du-du-du. Today is a special episode we are doing a best of episode, so if you have not hopped over to our Facebook community, you're missing out. There are gemstones of stories in our Facebook community,
1: diamonds that we ask diamonds. people to DM us about, and they just can't stop. They but won't. Post they it. won't.
0: They're, they're like, I, I can't be bothered clicking the message. I have to post right now. My good story. So tricks so you know what? We're on just, you. We're just gonna take these good stories that people will like refuse to email us and just post on our community. And I'm like, you know, this is good stuff. So Yeah,
1: we've, jokes we've on you. You <laughs> thought that maybe if you post publicly we wouldn't read it on the air, but ah, ha
0: ha ha Here we are.
1: Um so I'm excited because there is some yeah, great stuff. I up. love everyone who contributes and I love so many of the stories because we've had this conversation but like, oh, so-and-so posted this. It's so good, but everyone's already read it already. So we can't talk about, it. you know what? Fuck yep, that. We're screw doing that.
0: We're doing, We're doing it. We're telling them. Even if you've read it, you're going to enjoy hearing us tell it to you. You will. Again. You will. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this was a good segue because Lisa, Mark's wife, Meep's mama, um, posted a story for us. Do you want to read it? Or do you want me to? You can.
1: You can read it. Cause okay. I,
0: uh... um, I think this was posted when Alyssa asked a question about creepy places that you've been. She goes, "I lived in a hundred-plus-year-old family farmhouse in Iowa as a kid. Multiple prior generations lived and died there, and I was. It was supposedly on the Underground Railroad. Oh, just like our other friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, Katie."
0: Um, it was once a beautiful white Victorian, but my great-grandfather put black shingle siding all over it for durability <laughs> and low-maintenance <laughs> <That sounds horrible. laughs> during, during um, or shortly after the Depression. Classic haunted house stuff. Many creepy experiences as a kiddo, but the creepiest was... Entering it maybe 10 years ago after it had changed hands outside the family and later been abandoned, still had furniture, newspapers lying around, a half inch of dust, wildlife had been in it, and there was a human-shaped lump under a blanket on the sofa.
1: Oh!
0: But then she put in parentheses, it was pillows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's creepy. Okay. Okay. I wonder I wonder where that was. Do you know where Lisa's from? It was in Iowa. Iowa. But on Iowa. the underground, I guess I don't know my underground railroad history. I did not know it reached. I don't even know if I knew Iowa was a state in the 1800s, I guess. I was not the history that, Where is either. I? Oh, I'm thinking Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that.
0: Iowa. Screw Iowa, man.
1: They're the Wait, worst. Idaho is <laughs> seceded. That's the state that, you know, just dis- dissolved. <laughs> dissolved. <laughs> you, what, you haven't heard of that? I know my history real good. Damn, uh I'm I to get on those history
0: books. <laughs> where the fuck is <laughs> Iowa?
1: I got to look at a map. I don't even know where Iowa is, I guess. I was thinking of Idaho. <laughs> Iowa's east of us, <laughs> me. Which everything is east of me. I'm totally the west. Okay, (laughs) right at the never mind. Let's not go down that road again. That road where Alyssa doesn't know where she's going ever.
0: Um, all right, you tell the story.
1: Okay, great story. I want to see this. The black shingles. It's so practical. Black shingle siding. Okay, very durable. Um, I want to read Abby's story next.
0: Oh
1: yeah. In 2010. I had a plug-in Jensen clock radio with some limited voice control. Example, you would stand in front of this thing and literally yell, Time set! 7.30 p.m. (laughs) And and everything would set. I used to leave the FM radio playing low in the background 24-7. I just never shut it off. It was on a shelf in my dining room slash kitchen. One day, my mom came to visit from Massachusetts. I live in Virginia. Her sister, who lived in Connecticut, died from a long fight with brain cancer the first day she's in town visiting me. oh, I get the call and take my mom into the kitchen slash dining area to tell her and take my 10-year-old son for a ride so she can be alone. We came back an hour later, and she's still in the kitchen. She says, Abby, there is no way to get back in time for the funeral, and we kind of already had our goodbye, so I think she will understand. And then she says, my mom looks upward and says, right, Deb? That's her sister's name, her aunt's name. In the silence that follows, we suddenly hear, yes, from the clock radio, which was shut (gasps) off. I love oh. that one so much. See, you got to look in the air and just like put it out there, and she got an answer. I mean, oh. and the
0: one time it's the radios actually shut uh, off. Yes, she's like, oh, oh. so good. I, I
1: that one, I love it. It gives me chills. Just that's the that this is the stuff of why we're doing this podcast. In my yeah, opinion. I love oh, it.
0: All right, all right. I'm keeping them coming. Keeping them coming. This one's from Peter. He writes. In my own room as a kid, I had a dream that someone was watching me. I woke up in the room. It was cold, and to this day, I cannot explain the feeling of a presence. This was in Idaho, and I lived on a farm. There was no city lights. When the lights were off, you could not see your hand in front of your eyes. I got up to turn on the light and stepped into moisture. When I turned on the lights there were two wet human footprints at the end of the bed on the floor. It was raining as well.
1: Who ah, was standing at his bed? It wasn't a dream, Pete. It wasn't a dream. I think living out in the middle of nowhere like sounds awesome, but then it sounds super scary. And Into Cold Blood, we've read that book once in book club. Yeah. Ooh. That's what I think about now all the time when I think about living way out in the country. A farm. Yeah. Oh my God, that's very creepy. That creeps. I want. I'd like, <sighs> Pete, who was in your room? I really <laughs> like to know. So this one is from Lindsay. Until recently, I had an amazing unexplainable story about a fish that jumped to another dimension before my very eyes yes please multiple dimensions we know i love this i love that's (laughs) my solution for all of the unexplained things okay so it jumped into another dimension before my very eyes and my two children it was witnesses while transferring him from the temporary container i had him in while cleaning the tank back to the tank we looked everywhere in a panic but couldn't find him and it all saw him jump into the air and vanish Whoa. then the stink started i found him a fruit <laughs> i found him a few months ago in this void behind the filter that he jumped in there must have been a one in a million chance so i almost almost <laughs> believed in time hopping and now i'm back to believing that everything has a logical explanation <laughs> for one
0: month oh, one for one month. month she was a believer
1: i had that happen to a plachatomus that's a type of like that one of those sucky fishes on the side too i was like where the fuck did that go and then i found him behind the stand oh,
0: yeah the fish i'm not a fish owner so i don't
1: know yeah no sometimes i jump into another dimension that's the floor that is or the
0: <laughs> the dimension of the floor, the floor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh but that was just silly poor lynn that's Linz. a good one yeah. i like that story
0: This next one is from Wendy, and it's a little long, but it's a goodie. A true tale of the strange happenings in an old, seemingly haunted house as experienced by one who does not believe in such things. In the mid-90s, my husband Keith and I moved into an old Victorian house in the tiny, desolate town of Rochelle, Illinois. After a few years in the military, Keith had just enrolled in college in the nearby town of DeKalb. I had already finished school and commuted to my job in the Chicago suburbs, 65 miles away.
1: Yeah, that's a hike.
0: The commute brought about its own harrowing situations, but that is a different story for another time. As a young student-slash-worker stiff couple... We were broke, of course, and in our quest to find the cheapest rental apartment, we stumbled upon this large, dilapidated three story house from the late eighteen hundreds, nestled in an equally dilapidated town in the middle of endless cornfields, right along the deserted road of nowhere, Iowa. (laughs) Oh this already sounds
1: another Iowa? Is that what she just said?
0: You said Iowa. So wait, they were living going.
1: Oh my gosh, okay. The sort of
0: house that has creaking floorboards, narrow, steep staircases, hidden cubby holes, and wind whistling through the attic. We were happy to find such a large space for so little money. The first few nights in the house were typically a little uneasy, as you get to know its peculiar noises. And so it was, with this house, a little squeak. Below, a soft creak from the next room, a metallic clink from a pipe somewhere, a rattling window screen, and the deafening horn of the nightly freight train that cut through the silence. We quickly became used to these sounds and started exploring the unused parts of the house. I had been stubbornly avoiding going down to the basement. Any fellow arachnophobia understands why. But I had accumulated enough to store items to warrant a decent, oh, uh, sorry, a descent into what turned out to be a dark, dank, dripping grotto, warren of small rooms with low ceilings so low that I had to stoop to move around, clutching my flashlight some tiny rooms had chicken wire closing them off, and one had an actual jail-type door.
1: Oh, uh, red that flag, red flag, get out of there. Freaky. Run, Wendy, run. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like the perfect place for a sociopath to
0: lock up his victims never to be found again. The whole place creeped me out, and so I decided to store my stuff in the attic instead. Good call. I made my way up to the second floor, wrestled with the old wooden door that led to the steep attic stairs. The hinges had become somewhat dislodged over time, and it took quite a bit of wedging and pulling to get it open. I started climbing the stairs and thought it was odd that my German shepherd, Jack Fu, (laughs) normally a spazzy bull in a china shop who followed me everywhere, refused to come up the stairs. He just sat there whimpering. Uh. The attic was a huge unfinished space with the weirdest psychotic paint job, as if someone overly frustrated and enraged kid had thrown buckets of different color paint all over the bare rafters, splattering and squiggly crayon lines everywhere. I hauled my boxes up there and went back down. A few hours later... As I passed through the second floor hallway, I watched in amazement as the attic door, the one that I had wrestled with earlier, slowly moved open all the way and then slowly closed again. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. As I mentioned in my header, I do not believe in gods, the occult, or anything vaguely connected with the supernatural, but... There I was, seeing what I was seeing, not possible. I thought and I figured that my weight on the old floor planks must have somehow moved the hinges a tiny bit, causing the door to move. Keith and I had a good laugh about it later that night. About three weeks later, <laughs> at 3 a.m., we were rudely awakened by loud banging and shouting. Bright lights were shining into our window, and there seemed to be quite a commotion all around. We stumbled downstairs and found ourselves surrounded by seven police squad cars. Their red and blue lights flashing, several cops banging on our front and back doors, hollering at us to open up. What the f? <laughs> a rather unfriendly a rather unfriendly exchange took place before everyone realized that there had been a misunderstanding. Apparently the previous ref resident was a fugitive criminal sought by several different county police departments. Uh,
1: Possibly for, like, tying up people in the basement (laughs) in the attic and doing freaky, creepy shit to them.
0: It took several hours to clear everything up and convince them that we were no Bonnie and Clyde, quite a bit longer to repair our reputation in the new hood. (laughs) That reputation suffered more when a couple of months later, police were out in full force again. This time, we called them ourselves when we came home, a smashed window, bloody handprints all over our living room wall, cracked window blinds, and a kicked-in front door. It seems they found the fugitive criminal and chased him around town, causing him to break in and hide in his old home for a bit before Uh. fleeing into the cornfield earlier that day. Uh. Great! More warm and fuzzy feelings! In a cornfield,
1: that's where all the murderers hide. It's so damn cliche. (laughs) Don't go in the cornfield. (laughs) Ah! Oh, oh, man,
0: this story's so good. Wendy. When <laughs> a short... There's still a little bit left. When a short time after this incident, I manually opened the garage door in it in the separate, later edition part of the house to park my car inside, and the coiled metal door spring came loose, flew across the garage, narrowly missed my head, and hit the pavement with such force that it cracked... I was finally done with the place. We packed up and were getting ready to move out. When a cat somehow found her way into the air vent system, got lost in the pipes, her meowing echoing through the walls and bouncing through the metal passages, making it impossible to pinpoint her location. She was in there for days. <sighs> I had mo- Oh, we don't know how that ends. No. I have found... I've moved more than thirty times in my life, and I lived in some very strange places. But that house was the most unsettling. <laughs> An I love a so- story with a cat. I didn't even realize
1: there we go. It's all coming together. I love that they're like, "Fuck this place. We're finally moving out. Let's do it." <laughs> and as they're packing, it can't just it just has to ha- come accompanied with that.
0: reaching (laughs) through the walls oh my god for three days
1: oh wendy that
0: place sounds like hell it sounds like what kind of shenanigans did that fugitive get up to in that house
1: i know like go to your old and then where it was it his own blood whose bloody handprints were those oh it
0: had to be his breaking in with busting the glass and getting in,
1: yeah, I mean, and then it makes me you wonder. I'm like, was he hanging out there the whole time? Is that why, like the the <gasps> o- the attic door was opening and closing and stuff? <gasps> oh, I didn't even uh, think about that. No, oh, thank no. you. Uh, uh-uh. uh, I do not like those pull down attic staircase. They're just not practical for one. That's my biggest bitch about them. If they're haunted, that's my second bitch about them. But the first is <laughs> that they're just very difficult to actually store anything up in those. Um <laughs> Nice job, Wendy. Okay. Yes. My next one is uh, from Emily, and this is a haunted hotel one. And nice. she says... I stayed at Hotel Colorado in Glenwood Springs, Colorado once and was warned it was supposedly haunted when we checked in. In the middle of the night, my now- Husband and I were sleeping facing out, so our backs were against each other. We both woke up around the same time and heard something in the bathroom. We both thought it was the other person until we rolled over and saw each other still in bed. <laughs> <laughs> we just lied there listening for a little, and it sounded like someone putting on makeup, like the sound of little brushes being picked up and put on the ceramic sink and little clinks of things like eyeshadow containers. We both were so wide awake, and freaked out, but got up and looked in the bathroom. A few small things were not where we remembered leaving them when we went to bed. It was a small sink, so not much real estate, and I like to unpack my bathroom essentials in hotels, so I tried to find spots for things. And when we looked, things were not as we remembered leaving them. We didn't hear anything for the rest of the night, but didn't sleep very well.
0: Oh. Oh. Oh, this is re- kind of reminiscent from my brother John's story with the movement in the bathroom and then opening the door to be like
1: uh, again there? another because it used that was the hotel loveland right and then also uh katie's story about the the sound of the mirror being like ghosts just oh
0: being picked up and yeah set down like someone's looking at themselves in the mirror yeah. yeah it
1: makes me feel like there's a ghost that's so excited they're like toiletries oh i haven't seen this in G- eons you know they're like they just need to get their hands on those and be like i remember what a toothbrush is like a mirror eyeshadow. you know just have to fuck with it or a child that's what children do too they just can't stop oh them. yeah mess with Ooh, that's a good one though that. that is spooky i
0: like uh, how they both
1: heard it too
0: and I just, they're laying in bed. I'm just staring at each other, right? Be
1: like, what? Yeah. That uh, moment of like, oh, wh- wh- John, I don't know what her ex-husband's name was. John is in the bathroom. And then being like, wait, wait, what the fuck? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're right there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So this next one is um, about a cemetery, and we love good cemeteries, Um, Alyssa especially. Oh, I do. They're so romantic. The most
1: romantic place you could (laughs) go.
0: This one comes from Michelle. She says, cemeteries have always amazed me and sometimes scared me. I was was at a cemetery visiting some family graves with my family. As I typically would do, I wandered around reading the other gravestones. Many of them were grown over and forgotten. I like to read the stones and think about who they may have been and the family relationships I may have been among groupings of stones and how they died. I'd think about them, say their names, even for a moment, and even though I'm a distant stranger, sometimes by a hundred years. Oh, wait, did I read that correctly? I think about them, say their names, even for a moment, and even though I'm a distant stranger from by a hundred years. Okay.
1: Sometimes Af- by a hundred years, right? Some, yeah. Like a hundred think- years a stranger.
0: <laughs> yeah. After a bit, I'd run back to my family when when they were ready to leave. On one trip, I wandered away again farther this time to an older part of the cemetery where there were large large mature trees, It was fall and the ground was totally covered in leaves. It didn't matter because I could still read the stone monuments. They were very grand and elaborate. As usual, I would read the names and speculate on their stories, lining up births and death dates. I do this too at cemeteries, by the way. And guess who were the parents and the children, grandchildren and each other? Sometimes there would be multiple deaths in one year or even the same day. One monument had several names, differing ages, same date of death. I started to just make up an elaborate story about a likely house fire that claimed them. The leaves and trees were quiet with no one around me. I started to hear low whispers, deep tones with words I couldn't make out, a conversation in whispers that seemed nearby all around me. When I looked around, no one was there. I looked down at my feet on top of the family's grave, and all of the leaves on the grave were blown off, showing the ground underneath my feet. (sighs) Leaves were still on all the other graves around me. I could hardly catch my breath. All I could say was,
1: I'm sorry,
0: and run away. And let's just say I never wandered away in the cemetery again.
1: (sighs) Ooh. I love that one, Michelle. That is ooh. she gussed it. Like that is crazy. Now I really wanna do the work and like find out, did that family die in a fire? Like that's some oh, shit, man. And,
0: and then, like they're hanging out and just talking with each other.
1: Yeah, just whispering. She knows. Let's tell her the story. She's gonna listen. She she wants to hear. Wow, man. Man, if I wasn't so busy making out in cemeteries, maybe I'd have a similar experience. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've never, I've never made out in a cemetery. Okay. Okay. So this one is Kim's. Ooh, this was uh, in response to our premonitions post. And mm. Kim says, so my question was, has anyone had a premonition before? And Kim says, yes, constantly. And I don't care for it at all it's never been good premonitions what's up with that that's my question i was like this is gonna be such a fun thing let's ask for people's premonitions not nearly as fun as i expected uh but we talk about them the premonitions episode go check it out folks what's right okay so it's never good premonitions what's up with that and it's often only minutes before so it does no good can't warn. It's usually like seeing an accident before it happens or being in a room with people and seeing slash knowing when something bad is going to happen, like violence or an accident. Oh, Worst man. one was knowing a carload of friends who just dropped me off was going to be have an accident. Years before cell phones, so I couldn't call anyone. I was beside myself with grief. Mom thought I was nuts, and less than thirty minutes later, they'd ended up rolling their car—one dead, two hospitalized. (gasps) Ugh, that gives me goosebumps. That's just,
0: jeez, and you can't do anything about it. That's
1: awful. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's terrible. I mean, Kim seems to know. This is like, I might be more of a doomsdayer that I'm like, I could guess every time someone leaves my house, they're going to have an accident. And then when it happens, I'll be like, I knew it. But no, I, I go through the same steps <laughs> like, like she, every time.
0: Yeah, she it's like a definite. In yeah, her, she has a sp- yeah. specific
1: feeling. Sometimes it's stuff like waking up in bed about two to three minutes before a phone call, usually not good news, or thinking about a friend I haven't thought of for months or years and then finding out something bad has happened to them. It can be like walking through a stranger's house and knowing, seeing something violent or perverse has happened. I actually canceled a contract to get married in a historical house in Chico, California, after walking through it and seeing slash knowing that the original owner had been violently abused. I never confirmed, but it was so clear to me. Again, it's never pleasant stuff. And I would trade that intuition or premonition for blissful ignorance in a heartbeat.
0: Whoa. It's, it's, some people would think it's a blessing and it is a curse for her. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, I've totally like had a dream about someone and like, and I'll tell Mitch about it. I'm like, oh my God, I had a really bad dream about like Brit. Oh my God, I think yeah. like something bad's gonna happen. I'll now text you, I'll be like, hey, friend, are you okay? And you're like, oh yeah, I'm great. I just got a new puppy things are lovely I got a bow in my hair life's great and I'm like oh, okay well that dream was shit
0: she, I imagine that she probably found out at a young age that she had this this gift
1: yeah I'm just a hypochondriac gift. of yeah I just have anxiety issues that's my gift <laughs> anxiety
0: there it I, is I'm at that fine line <laughs> of like is this my gut telling me or is this my anxiety telling me
1: it, not sure no never sure Hey there, friends. Are you listening to Skeletales and thinking, geez, I could do a way better job podcasting than a listening Brit? Well, if so, you should use Buzzsprout. That's a podcast host that we use, and we're pretty big fans. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and and more. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform, and all you need is some gear that you already have and a quiet place to start. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. So join 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world, and enjoy the rest of our show.
0: All right. What do we have? Ooh, let's dive in. Alyssa asked, "Uh, some of the creepiest places that you guys have been." <gasps> yes, and we got some good ones. Gina writes in. She says, "An old abandoned insane asylum outside of Boston." with flashlights there was a couple of closets that still had one dusty overcoat hanging in it and patient files in the basement my souvenir from that day was the instructions for the electroshock therapy chair <laughs>
1: ah! yeah oh my gosh Gina is a hoot, and that, like, makes so much sense. That is exactly what she would go for. I think about now investigating old abandoned houses, and the thing that scares me most is
0: asbestos. (laughs) Oh, yes, you do. Well, you guys have had contact with asbestos. I mean, everyone has had contact with
1: asbestos. I think I just have it at, like, a, a... my my fear is probably outweighs the actual threat. But I think about that now. I'm like, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Did I
0: tell you that I've been in an old abandoned insane asylum before? <gasps> no,
1: you have.
0: I wish that I could tell you a really creepy, delightful tale about it, but um, I did it in my early 20s and was shit-faced. <laughs> and could not. I remember only little, like, blips from the night, like, standing in the padded room and being like, whoa, and this, we were in a ballroom at one point. Oh, wait, there was an scene asylum ballroom? What? I guess so. Um, It could. I mean, there was no furniture in there, so it could have been like the dining hall or whatever, but it was this big open room. And I remember we're like, oh, let's dance. (sighs) We should have been. I bet there were so many creepy ghosts trying to just like haunt the shit out of us. But we were like, ah, way too drunk. Uh, Yeah, I
1: feel like drunk is probably not a good state to be in for the for haunting <laughs> i don't know why because you just you're, your senses are too blunted when you're drunk there's
0: no yeah you've got very little senses happening.
1: um i kind of yeah. like a ball an insane asylum ball just everyone's in a straight jacket and no one can actually like <laughs> dance can with actually, each other um just bumping into each she other she found instructions for the electroshock therapy chair yeah and i feel like i think one of the comments i made on this originally was like i feel like back in those days it's like it's it, it is good for you or like if if the patient does not enjoy the electroshock therapy it is likely the patient's fault <laughs> administer more electroshock therapy until the patient enjoys the electroshock therapy. If the patient does not enjoy the electroshock therapy, lobotomize, oh, no. lobotomize. Oh. That's like the next step, right? Cause that's what the shit they used to do. And yes. Like oh, the asylums. history on that is creepy. It's freaking creepy. Oh yeah. That Horrible. could be a whole podcast in, in itself. Like, lobotomies and ice picks, lobotomies.
0: I I get queasy with that shit though. So I don't think that that's uh, an episode that I will be a part of.
1: No, that's okay. (laughs) There it is. We covered it folks. That was your episode on that. Um, Okay. I'm just going for the next one that caught my eye. Yeah. Oh, wait, but then I just saw the world gynecologists and got distracted. Okay, I'm going back, going back, backing it up, folks. Okay, so this one's from um, Melissa, but I know her as Missy. Uh, Sometimes my upstairs bedroom needs to be saged quite heavily. There's a woman who died up there. She lives in the closet and gets needy. She likes to keep me up at night. I stage the room, do a few questions with my pendulum, and she settles down. (sighs) My house is an old 1800s farmhouse. That was a gynecologicals. Nope. I can do this. Hold on. (laughs) That was a gynecologist's office as well. There sometimes are little spirits that are naughty that come and go. Once when I was trying to sleep, one whispered, boo, in my ear. Uh, no, Mm-mm. it freaked me out. I told it to knock it off. We're good now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Melissa, Missy,
1: oh, so good, so cash. So good. Just I so love cash. the
0: idea of a needy ghost that hangs out in the closet.
1: <laughs> She's like, God damn it, I got a pendulum it again. Do a few questions with the old pendulum. I do. Like, and g- boo seems so generic, but that's also probably one of the creepiest things. <laughs> it's and in your confused. ear. Like is there just do you feel the wind where it's like boo. Ooh. Yeah. boo. boo.
0: She's Love so that. nonchalant too. She's like, just bust out the sage. It's and, uh, good.
1: Like it's such so, like she just keeps it in her nightstand at this point. She's like, the <laughs> fucking hey Jesus. Gotta burn the sage again. And it was a a kind gyneco- of why can't i not read? lots of
0: old farmhouses tonight
1: yeah i like it
0: um you asked and i have never done but you asked about ouija who's done ouija what's some stories lucy wrote in brilliant she goes yes at university in a very creepy old house that was one of our halls of residence it was victorian another victorian house And had a strange history. Also had a room where you looked close at the window. Someone was alleged. uh, Oh, wait, hold on. I want to read this correctly. Sorry. Um, Victorian with a strange history. Also had a room where when you looked close at the window, someone who allegedly killed themselves in that room had etched all over the window the words to Milton's Paradise Lost and things like the devil will walk again. Ooh, that's so creepy that that's etched, uh, etched in the window.
1: It, it. So it actually is. And also had a room where, like, oh yeah, it really was etched in yes, the window. Etched nah, okay. in the
0: window. So they did a Ouija board. Literally nothing happened until the next day when one of the participants' grandparents died. <gasps> one girl's boyfriend was posted to Afghanistan and somebody got really ill.
1: Dude, just opening up that portal. Yeah, opened the portal and it was just like,
0: evil, evil,
1: evil. I know we talked about doing a Ouija board like live, but now I kind of like scared of it. I don't really
0: want to do it. I want to do it still. I think because I never have before. If we do it out in
1: the woods or something, is that better? All (laughs) the squirrels will just start falling from the trees. Oh,
0: because you don't want... Yeah, well, because neither of us want the portal open in our homes. That's true. Yeah, yeah.
1: I have a place for that. I'm not gonna. uh, I got a place. We'll we'll do from an undisclosed (laughs) relocation, but I know where we'll do that. Um, (laughs) uh, I have not read uh, Milton's Paradise Lost, so I feel like an uneducated fool. Um, But it sounds creepy. That's Paradise Lost. It was paradise, no longer. That sounds bad.
0: Also, it
1: seems like a lot to etch into a window, right? Like someone was very. dedicated. Okay, so Sarah when asked, have you ever used a Ouija board and what happened? She says, yes, when I was about 12, at my friend's house in her room, we were home alone and just screwing around with it. When we said, give us a sign that you're here, the ceiling hold to the attic in her room dropped open. (laughs) It scared the shit out of us. We were convinced her brother was home and messing with us, but He wasn't. We have no explanation for it. It's never opened before. No one has ever gone up there. It was just a tiny crawl space thing.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's
1: it. I thought there was more to it. And then I realized that was a different thing. (gasps) There's a lot of these attic things. Okay. So ghosts, they like, is it like a heat? They rise to the top? Mm. Or do they sink to the bottom? Because Osvin uh uh, basements seem creepy too, but that crawl space, the timing of it. Yeah. You can't, those Mm. are the sorts of things where you're like, give me a sign and then, but boom. And then you somehow try to rationalize it. Right. But it's like,
0: (laughs) uh, that reminds me of those videos where, (laughs) where you see somebody down, um, at the fuse box, and they're like, "My little sister's doing the Ouija board right now." And they turn off all the lights, and you hear girls screaming. Yes, Aah! I love that. Yeah, oh, that would totally have been my older brother. I mean,
1: there. Okay, you have to assume there are a a percentage of experiences or stories that the person telling them is dead serious, convinced, but. They happened because there was an dick older brother. <laughs> like someone else <laughs> is like hee, hee, laughing the whole time because they, like they're convinced something spooky happened. But really, yeah. it was all manufactured, but still fun. Uh,
0: all right. This next one comes from Tony. Not Ouija related. Yesterday, while washing my dishes, I looked into the dining room and saw my cat sitting there looking at me. He's been dead now for two years. <laughs>
1: Ooh, burn, burn ghost cat. You're not supposed to be seen. You explain that to your boss. You know
0: what? That one's for you, Mark. Don't worry.
1: Meep will come back and haunt your ass. She will haunt your ass. That cat wants to shed some blood. I wonder if that's going to happen. People will just wake up in the middle of the night fucking just shredded, bleeding because meep.
0: Oh, Meep oh has returned. no, like a a terrible haunting.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I know you love meep dearly. I she's No, know.
0: if meep came back, it would be a pleasant thing for Mark.
1: For Mark. That's what's gonna happen if we do a Ouija board. I'm gonna fucking get the Meep, open the <laughs> meep portal to back. meep. <laughs> uh, yay, yay. <laughs> okay, the next one I'm gonna read is from Jeremy. And Jeremy says, even though our house is fairly new. Six years old. I swear I've heard an old lady singing and (laughs) I've seen her. I don't feel harmed by her at all. She's very peaceful. And I would like for her to finally pass through purgatory or she can hang around. (laughs) Either way, he's cool with it. He views his house as purgatory. Interesting. So like Haunts. I should follow. Like he thinks when I'm reading that as is, he thinks that ghosts are stuck in purgatory. They haven't moved oh. on. This is their purgatory if we're seeing them. That's interesting. So, ghosts that I want to see that I haven't seen, maybe that means they're not in purgatory. They've gone, they've moved on to better or worse pastures. Oh, <laughs> oh it all depends on what you believe, right? Okay. So. My son one night was talking to someone or something. I don't know if it's him just being a toddler or not. I know he's not crazy, and I know I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but even though this house is new, you never know the events that happen through the generations on the land it sits on. Good point, Jeremy.
0: Yep. That's what we've talked about. Yeah.
1: My wife thinks I'm making things up, so I don't know if it's a quote-unquote gift or something I have and she doesn't. Oh, by the way, my mother-in-law lives with us and has heard what appears to be doors shutting before. Just that that door shutting before. (laughs) Um I've seen things with my own eyes, felt like someone was looking at me when they weren't, saw things move in my child and home, and I saw the door handle shaking one night. And I saw every single light in the house turn on at once when nobody was inside at the time. Whoa. And so then after that, he goes on to say, after I typed that up, my TV turned on by itself. LOL. <laughs> Jeremy, yeah. you're haunted. You're just a haunted. Haunted as hell. Yeah, or he is haunted. It may be the gift. Oh, because it's a new house? Yeah. I mean, it could be the land, but he said he saw it It at his childhood house, too, right?
0: Oh. So is it the person
1: or the place? He said then uh the the next sign he said uh, he saw things move in oh, his childhood home. Oh, in his life home. that
0: he can't Yeah, you're right? right. So
1: Oh, does yeah. A gift? I
0: think he has the gift.
1: I like how he's like I know I'm not I know my son's not crazy. I like that he has a uh, talented son. Crazy. He's like he's definitely <laughs> not crazy. No. Um I like that oh, I the hear more. TV
0: turned itself on. The signs, oh, man. The TVs
1: don't just turn themselves on. <laughs> Okay. They just don't, not unless there's a uh, ghost involved.
0: Alyssa, we have more stories. What are
1: we going to do? I I think we're gonna make this a two parter, Brett. I think I yeah. I think we, you know, I think this has been great. It's been fun. I love like I love reading the stories, and it's so fun to retell them, right? And yeah. I think we should do a two parter. There's too many. We couldn't pick all the best. There's just too many.
0: There's too many best of. So, and I. Th- okay. Next week. Yeah. You and me.
1: I think people enjoy this. Stories. I'm enjoying this. I am too. This is fun. Yeah. Cause most of them were like, oh, I want to tell this on the podcast. You know what? Here we are.
0: Here we are. We're, we're, we're it. telling it anyways. Here we go.
1: Great stories, everybody. Um, by the time you're hearing this, It'll be too late to be featured in this episode, or even the next oh, episode. You still have time, though. We'll do this again. I think, right?
0: We have to, especially if the stories are just as good as these.
1: Yeah, or maybe better. People just yeah. all the engagement. We're just getting more and more stories. Or, so.
0: I mean, you can tell your stories on the community. Or, I mean, we do have an email. You can always email us at. Skeletalspodcast at gmail.com.
1: Hell yeah. Or you could call us. Britt also has the phone number for that.
0: I do. It is
1: area code. <laughs> Finding my piece of food. <laughs> I should
0: know this. We're I, on episode 13. I'm I like think. the biggest
1: asshole. I don't know why I don't ever write this down. I need to just I have written it marker
0: down. it on my wall. 302-689- Dead. That is 302-689-3323. Alyssa, did we get anybody to call yet?
1: We've had one call, but I can't just play the one call. I need no, a compilation I, that, of calls. Uh, or all I mean, right. you know I what? Put I it out there, people. Call.
0: call us even if it is just to say hello and to give us a compliment. I love compliments. I guess when
1: that we we <laughs> uh, cross that bridge, do I retell the calls? It depends on how well spoken you are really play we'll it up out. It depends the on more the accents the but no i don't know oh, I- yeah. so will we play the we haven't really decided we haven't gotten enough <laughs> we need phone some calls, calls to to even like judge what the heck we're gonna do with your phone People calls. don't
0: call anymore and that's fine i don't call anybody but you should call us
1: i call people all the time you, I'll call really you, do. Britt.
0: <laughs> you will. i have You'll no patience for the
1: typing we know this <laughs> We've, we've established He's
0: voice text yeah
1: i'm just a better talker
0: oh can i throw a quick story in about voice text sure my friend she she was voice texting with a neighbor and was talking about i don't know trash cans or something and then she was done voice texting and and put it away from her mouth and she's just like fucking bitch <sighs> and then had pressed send and then realized that it had re-caught her last sentence so she ended up sending this she thought she had stopped the voice text but didn't that's how that happens
1: that I did one even just today it was like I love you I love you I love you were the last words but it it was a very businessy message otherwise and I again the children come up I at least your your package will be there any
0: day now I I love love you you, I love you I love you you." (laughs) wow she's got Great customer service. (laughs) Yeah, don't
1: leave me a bad review. I love you. Love you. Five stars. Bye, baby boy. (laughs) Bye, baby boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, that voice to text, man. Memos, voice memos are really the way to go. You say your words and you send them over. I just can't, I haven't figured that out. Where did we go? Oh, Brett. Oh,
0: God, we're directing people places Okay. Okay.
1: Facebook community. Go check us out. uh, comment phone engage post your own stuff you don't have to wait for us to post too like you got something interesting to say we all want to hear it everyone else wants to hear it get on that um so facebook community and then our instagram is skeletales podcast not at instagram it's at instagram it's not at instagram.com that's not the words nope (laughs) Instagram at Skeletales Podcast is our handle over there, Skeletales Pod on Twitter. Um uh Brit. Oh Brit. Oh, oh help. You have to review us and rate yes! us. Yes.
0: Yes. I- am I'm I'm hooked on this getting ratings and even more hooked <laughs> on getting reviews. I feel like it's very almost daily. I'm like, do we have reviews? I- anybody leave one? Uh, R- ratings got good ratings. Uh, I sh- I should be less obsessive about it.
1: But help me.
0: I haven't looked. There.
1: Have we gotten any more reviews or ratings? <laughs> yeah,
0: I didn't look today. Yeah, didn't... Let me... I'll go. <laughs> I guess I'm not that obsessive,
1: <laughs> but we know it's good for us, right? That's what everyone tells us. Good ratings, reviews. That's what we're supposed to ask you for. Okay, we appreciate it when we look. <laughs> yes, good, good podcast <sighs> things. Um, okay, did we hit all? We should really write this down. You know what? I feel like we're, we're all of a sudden like, oh yeah, I thought of a new thing. I thought of a new thing that we say every week. We say it every week, but I just thought of it again this week. Uh, got it. We're,
0: we know what we're doing. Yeah. We're professionals, Alyssa.
1: We are professionals. We're on top of this. Okay. So I think we wrap that up. And then next week, we're going to tell you more of your own stories. And we really hope yeah. you enjoy those. I Because I think You're you going will. To
0: enjoy Oh, don't peek. Don't. I mean, you can peek. Go on Facebook and peek. It's fine. Uh, this was fun. Thank you guys so much for listening.
1: Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Good night and haunt you later. Haunt y'all later. Good night.